Have you ever met a fellow mom and you knew immediately, this is a woman that I can relate to? Well, that's exactly how I felt the first time I met Julia Barbaro. She is a homeschooling mom of six and a certified life coach. And today she joins me on the show to infuse you with a little bit of joy in your journey as a mom. This is going to be a great conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, hey, everybody, how are you doing today? Before I jump into my interview with my guest, Julia Barbaro, I want to let you know of a couple of changes that are coming up here at the Heidi St. John podcast. For the last eight years, I have been bringing podcasts to you regularly, and I hope you have enjoyed them. We recently passed 23 million downloads here at the show, and I couldn't be more thankful for the many, many years of listenership that you guys have been uh, offering to me. It's just a joy to be here. We're making a couple of changes in an effort to improve the show and improve the programming. And so starting immediately, you're going to see that the show is going to air three days a week. So instead of five days, we're going to air three days a week. We're going to bring more guests on and we're going to lengthen those interviews so that I'm able to pull a little bit more meat and potatoes out of the interviews and hopefully bring you even better programming in the years to come. You're also going to notice if you are a subscriber to the Heidi St. John podcast, that those happy hour episodes are going to come now with regularity as the guests that come on the show will be staying after the regular show to record more information and give you more tips and tidbits to help you on your journey wherever you are. It's really been my hope when we started this thing, you know, years ago, it was our hope to just in Fuse your day with a little bit of joy and encouragement. We have lived through COVID together, you guys. We've been through lots of different election seasons have come and gone. We're coming up on a new one right now. And uh, I think that's going to, it's going to give us a lot of great things to talk about in the months ahead. And so what I want to do is just leave some breathing room for those conversations. So rather than just 20 minutes, we're going to extend them a little bit longer and hopefully give you some more, even more encouragement in your journey wherever you are. My passion really lies right here at the intersection of faith and culture to be able to talk about current events and what's happening in the world around us. I'm interested in politics, obviously interested in education. I'm interested in encouraging you in your marriages and in your walk with the Lord. That really is the reason that we do the podcast and that we've invested so much into it in the last eight years or so. And we're coming up on 2,000 episodes. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of water underneath the bridge here and a lot of episodes that we have already done. And I'm looking forward to doing more of them in the future with you, which have a little bit more uh, time to them. And hopefully we can jump into some of the topics that are interesting to you in an even more comprehensive way. So with that said, I would love to hear from you since we're making this change and we've already recorded some of these podcasts in advance. I would love to hear who would you like to hear from on the show? What topics are interesting to you? As we do a little bit of a revamp and a reset, this is the time that I can really use your input. Would love to hear what you would like to hear about and what is resonating with you as an audience. So I wanna say thank you for all of the those of you who have been listening listening to the show for so many years now. It is no small thing to pass 23 million downloads. A lot of time and effort goes into the show. We love doing it and we're looking forward to the season ahead. So for, from now on for the foreseeable future, the Heidi St. John podcast is going to be longer and it's going to air Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right, you guys, without further ado, oh, don't forget, reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com. 
forward slash mailbox Monday. That's how you do it. That's how you reach out to me, Heidi St. John forward slash mailbox Monday, or you can email me at info at Heidi St. John.com. Either one of those will get to me. We love it when you go to the link because then I can be sure and keep all of your comments and questions and guest ideas in one place. It's a little bit easier to get to. So we appreciate that. Again, that's Heidi St. John.com forward slash mailbox Monday. All right, without further ado, here is my brand new friend and yours too, Julia Barbaro. So, hey, Julia, welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. I'm really glad you're here. Oh, Heidi, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So let's find out all things, uh, Julia. You're going to come back on happy hour and uh, and answer my rapid fire questions. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be fun. One of my favorite things to do. But I obviously was introduced to you through our friends at Brave Books. Super fascinated by your family, by your story. Tell uh, Tell listeners a little bit about you and your family. Yeah, I love to, Heidi. So I'm a stay-at-home mom of six children. My husband and I have been married for 25 years. So you're very years. bored, in other words. I'm you're bored. Just That's so why bored. I'm doing this. Nothing's That's, going on. No. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. what can I do to put something else on that plate? Yeah, to fill here. my time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so here I am. No, so it started <laughs> out. <laughs> I actually met my husband in a restaurant he bought in my town. And I met him because I was working at that. And he was working with his family. He bought this restaurant, this Italian restaurant, in New, York. in New York. In New York. I was in my early 20s. And I was so fascinated that he was working with his family. He worked with his father in the kitchen. His brother would come in and his mom would. And I'm like, there's something about that that I love. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I could ever have that. But it really set it up for what actually happens now 25 years later <laughs> is that here we are, this one big family working together. Um, but over the years of that, after having multiple children and pregnancies, living in New York with a lot of snow for all now, these- where in New York, upstate New York, where were you? Yeah, so it was about forty-five. It's in Mayapack. It's a little town mm-hmm. in Putnam County, about forty-five minutes from the city. And okay. so we lived upstate. It was, you know, we had chickens and all, so oh. it wasn't the city. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah, the city. yeah. We'll talk yeah. about chickens in a little later, Heidi. So I know that's your that's you a know, dream girl. That I, yeah, dream. chickens. And I, I have I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, but over just time helping him out with the restaurant, doing what I could because we also decided to homeschool. Like we we went. My mother-in-law, it's super Italian. She is so into what everyone else is doing. I mean, so, Barbaro, you guys are Barbaro. definitely Italian. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 you know, she's old school. And so when I'm like, oh, I'm going to have home birth, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then I even traumatized her more. I'm like, we're going to homeschool. She's like, wait, what? And so it, a lot of things, I was like the black sheep in the family that came along. Um, and my the husband. anti-establishment yes, Italian. Exactly. You should write a book. The okay. anti-establishment Italian mother. I love it. I love that. And so over the years, we just we just started loving to work to, with each other. But then he got into real estate. And I don't really like real estate. I'm going to be honest. It's the most boring topic of my life. <laughs> but I figured it away. I'm like, you know what? I, I really like recording. I like editing. I like camera work. And so I would do these little things that would kind of bring us together. And my kids got involved. And we started this little show. It was called Gino's Family. We were, we were trying to teach people that cooking with your family is fun Mm. and do it. And then you get to sit down and eat together. And so we had this little show. If you look on YouTube, Gino's family, this is all my kids. Oh my gosh, I'm writing it down right now. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to check it out. Do everything because he's a, he's an Italian chef. Um, But as he got into real estate, I kind of got like, I was like, man, what about me? And all the people, my husband, you met him. He's super loving. He's this Italian teddy bear. He is (laughs) very, he's, he has a lot of energy. 
does. Yeah. Exhausting. He's exhausting. Okay. Yeah. He would attract these family people into his community. He teaches people how to buy uh, multifamily apartments. Okay. And all the people that would join were these family people that had kids. A lot of them were Christian. And they're like, Julia, how do you do what you do? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I just, I just figured it out. Like we'd have the kids come to the events and, and so then I'm like, yeah, how do I do that? I don't, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds kind of silly, but someone actually said something. My husband was a life coach at the time, which I thought was the stupidest thing in the world. I'm like, what is this life coach thing? I think it's kind of kooky. Um, but he was changing people's lives. Like they literally would come to me. Thank you for your husband. I'm like, what? So I kind of looked at it when I got home from one of his events and I was kind of secretly looking to see what a life coach does. And I'm like, I wonder if there's a Christian version of that, you know, something God centered and there was. And so I, I was like, I don't know, all the limiting beliefs came, can't do it. Yeah. Too many children. Um, all like all of it, homeschooling, everything, everything. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because someone needs me. Someone needs me to talk to them and say, you're doing a great job. Like literally mm-hmm. just that. And so I did it. And what a life changer. Oh my gosh. Our marriage exploded in, in good ways. <laughs> our family <laughs> life. And now we talk, we go to real estate conferences together with his community. They're ready to do cap rates and all these numbers. And I'm like, oh, I'm Julie Barber. We're going to be talking about relationships. <laughs> and they're That's like, awesome. But it's the best part of their weekend because guess what? They get to go home to their family and have an awesome relationship. And so yeah. that's where we are. We have a podcast. We talk about family and relationships. I have a couple of kids' books. Um, I do coach one-on-one. I have group, group, group. Um, as my kids talk, group, we have group. <laughs> now, <laughs> but, how, how old are your kids? So our children are nine through 24 and we okay. have five daughters and five one daughters. son. Yeah. Our son is second, if anyone's curious. So yeah, he's second in the line. My parents had seven children. Yes. One son and six daughters. And he was first in line and people would say, oh, you're poor. That's so so sad. Your brother is all, I'm like, please do not feel sorry for him. He does not share his bedroom, does not share his clothes, never has to share the bathroom. None of it. He gets, I mean, I'm like trying to clamor for a, you know, a curling iron that's being used by five other people. My brother's like, I have to use the bathroom and everyone has to leave. That's right. And they, I, I don't know, my, my girl spoiled my boy. He's completely, utterly spoiled. Oh, no. It's ridiculous. They cook for him, they straighten up his room. They, they love him. And I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's so great. It's yeah. so great. So uh, what is your, so you've kids, so the cannolis exploded, the gelato blast. What is this? And pizza, pizza with, with a purpose. purpose. Yeah. We, I, my husband writes real estate books. Like I said, kind of boring. And I'm like, we got to do something. We got to do something fun. <laughs> so the first one we came out was, was Cannolis Exploded. And it basically is three characters. Something really bad happens. Pity Party Pig obviously complains a lot. And he had just finds He's a Democrat. Exactly. He's a Democrat. My kid, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just Perpetual victim. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, and and so all throughout the book, he's making excuses, and responsible Rhino is like, no, we gotta, we gotta do something. Responsible yeah. Rhino. Um, and, and so it just teaches kids about responsibility, and yes, b- bad it. things happen. We don't, we get to choose what we want to do, you know. So. Yeah, personal responsibility. Exactly. Thank hey, you. there's an idea. It's an idea. There is an idea. So Absolutely. you guys, so you guys moved from New York, mm. from upstate New York, yeah. to. Florida. Big move. What brought you there? 
Um, <laughs> I could tell you the real reason, or I could just tell you the, the weather. <laughs> the weather was lovely. <laughs> well, the weather's not, yeah. you know, I mean, come on. I mean, a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my daughter, so our oldest was graduating high school and my husband got out of the restaurant. And like I said earlier, I loved the family dynamics of him working together with his parent, with his family. Yeah. But what also came was, um, there needed to be a separation, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And so they didn't respect the fact that he was no longer there. And it was kind of like, hey, Gino, can you help us out? We're having a hard time. We lived seven minutes from there. Mm-hmm. And my husband literally needed a separation from his family. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I remember he came home. It was snowy outside. It was, I mean, he was wiped out. And for many years, I, I saw the progression of it. His father had passed away some years earlier. And I know that had a lot to do with him losing interest in the company. Um, but he came home and he's like, I just, I just can't, I just can't do it. And he mm-hmm. said, what if we, I sell the restaurant fully um, and get into real estate and we move to Florida. Now we, everyone and everything we knew was in this little town. We knew, yeah. I mean, it was our life. That's a big deal. It yeah. is. And I just saw in him something that I've never really seen, like a desperation of mm-hmm. change that he needed that I'm like, sure. I said, I have no idea how it's going to happen. Um, if God wants us to move, we'll go and it will be fine. Now, it wasn't just snap of fingers. It was two full years of torture, <laughs> trying to sell our house, trying to find a house. But there was a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know if God wants us to go. And I'm like, I think I'm going to back off. And then something else would happen. And he's yeah. like, oh, we really need to go. I'm like, all right. And there was just one time where I, the house was literally packed up. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I'm traumatizing our whole family. My whole, like our whole family. I'm talking like my siblings, my my mom. Yes. Did they everyone. live in New York also? All there, 100%, <gasps> everyone. <sighs> and I'm just sitting there like, what the heck? And I, I'm like, is this the right move? Like, God, are you sure this is what? And everything was packed in our house. And it was nighttime. Kids were sleeping. And I'm walking through the house. And there was this one little, it was one of our Christmas ornaments that was still um, accidentally not packed. You know, like one of those things that you don't see until like one right. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, right. why is that hanging there? That's the stuff. When I move yeah. like that, it's always the little things at the it's end that thing. just drive you insane. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? If I missed it, just throw it away. I don't even care. Yes. My grandmother's diamond ring, I don't care. Throw it away. <laughs> I don't look at anything. It yeah. Happens. Yeah. It's it the last. Yeah. There's always yeah. that junk box at the end. Absolutely. For all the things you're like, oh, shoot. I didn't. Oh, no one looked in the closet in yeah. the upstairs bedroom. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm tracking with you. No, but it was it was a little picture of like the Holy Family, like during when they were leaving, when they were mm. escaping from when everyone, you know, Herod is killing all the children. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they went with faith. And I'm yeah. not. I'm terrified here. I'm, I'm, I'm complaining. I mean, rightfully so. You know, I'm leaving yeah. everyone. But yeah. it was that moment where I'm like, I need to have actual faith and not just pretend and actually be, okay, God, you really truly are in control. And I'm just going to surrender that. And that's yeah. what I did. And yes, it was traumatizing and hard and all of that. Yeah. But I knew it was, I knew that's what we had to do. Yeah. And it worked out yeah. great. And you guys are in, so now you're in, uh, is it Tampa? I can't remember. You told me. So we're you in St. Augustine. St. Augustine. Oh, St. Augustine. Yes. I knew that. Okay. I amazing. love St. Augustine. Incredible. So, it's so pretty. It's an old, old, is that the oldest city in Florida? I mean, it's old. Until someone comes from like Santa Fe or somewhere and, and 
then they're like, no, we have the oldest city or someone comes from up north, like, no, we, so yeah, it depends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone's like, oh, yeah. hey, you know, you're not a native anything, yes. blah, blah, blah. I, you yeah. know, my ancestors, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says you never oldest, know. It says oldest city everywhere. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go there. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> we were in St. Augustine yeah. several years back with our family. I think I told you, we rented a little Airbnb Absolutely. there and we hung out for about a week just in between events because, mm-hmm. oops, because I was traveling, yep. uh, speaking. And we had a little bit of time. So we went to the, went to the, you know, the old fortress and all the things. It's a fascinating, very interesting, fascinating city and beautiful to boot, right? Just, uh, just amazing. Did any of your other family members come down like your, your mom or your siblings or anybody from either side? Yeah, we came down and it was about two years later, my mom who hated Florida. She's like, I'm going to just try it out. So we rented her this little place for three months during the winter because you have to think about these things. (laughs) She hated the snow. I'm like, look, you re- three months time. during the winter. I wonder. I wonder what yeah. she'll think if we if she yeah. stays here in the winter time. Okay, okay. She never okay. left. That She's was been that here was ever just, since. Yeah, that was a. Yeah, you yeah. have to think. You have to think that about was, it. You that know? was manipulative, but it worked. I, mean, yes. I know it, had, it worked out, but it just worked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love so, that. Yeah, slowly, I little love people, it. Yeah, people have been coming down. Sure. So I think that I, um, you know, because I was interviewed on your show mm-hmm. talking about my new book from Brave and um, all the stuff that we've got going on, and I was really interested because you and your husband do do life so closely together, right? Your family is just, I mean, you guys are doing the thing. Yeah. And Jay and I are also, you know, doing mm-hmm. the thing. And I'm curious to know, because there's there are lots of people now who I think, especially post, uh, post-COVID, who are like, okay, you know, they're, they're not doing, you know, really, they're not doing big pharma anymore, right? Tr- trying to move more to alternative uh, ways of, you know, healthcare and all mm-hmm. the things. And there are people, there's a resurgence of family, like a lot mm-hmm. of people living almost, uh, you know, buying houses in the same neighborhood and, and things like that. And I'm curious to know, you know, kind of how you as a homeschool mom, how do you find balance? Because you're still homeschooling, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got yeah. You've got, I don't know, how many kids you still have? Uh, so three, three are still home. Okay, home, so three like still actively home. Actively homeschooling. And three yeah. are still home too, but they're just, <laughs> right. they're not being homeschooled. So I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I have two at home that are, you know, they love being home. graduated and gone. It is want. interesting though. I yeah. mean, I, it's an interesting dynamic because I, I think, and this is a really good question to ask you, but you know, people talk about, it's your, you know, these are arrows, you know, you know, launch that air out there. But sometimes they're like boomerangs, you know, and they just, they they sort of come back. And when they do, which is great, you know, we've got a couple of our kids at home right now that are graduated and adults, but it it, it kind of upsets the the equilibrium at home. At least I think it does for the younger ones who you're like, okay, I need you guys up at seven. These are your chores. We're doing this for dinner. And the grown up kids are like coming and going at whenever they want to. And the younger ones are like, hey, wait. Why isn't your name on the chore chart? You know, yep. <laughs> you know, how, how do you, how do you guys balance that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I feel like it has to go, you have to figure it out as you go, right? There's you no do. manual for your family Ooh. and it's annoying. It's like, why didn't you make it's a manual annoying. for me? I want to know what to do. And it was the first time my daughter, she's like, mom, I just, I don't even know if I want to live here because I don't know where I fit in. Yeah. Right. And because I was like, man, because, because I'm yeah. not your child. Right. You know? Yeah. And I yeah. sat down in her room on the floor and I'm like, listen, I've never done this before. I have no idea. And I was just straight out honest. I'm like, I've never done this. I only So you know. and I both don't know what yes, we're doing. So exactly. let's figure it out. Yes. And so yeah. she actually 
it took a minute and was like, wow, I never really thought about that before. Because our kids yeah. – see, the thing is we tell our kids what to do and then they leave and then we're like, here's how it's going to be when you move back. Right, right. You know, we never have a conversation. And I think communication, um, we forget that we have to learn how to communicate with our older children. Yeah. And it's going to be different. And that's and that's the thing with the moms, with us, and I'm te- teaching, talking about myself here and my control. Yeah, yeah. I have to yeah. let go of the control of motherhood, how it was. And yeah, it's really it's hard. Different. Because it's sad. You kind of miss that. Remember when you were little? Yeah. My friend, uh, Rachel Carmen was on the show with me the other day. Rachel's just a, Rachel and I, our kids are exactly the same age, uh, the oldest, like 32. But then she crammed seven into a much, you know, shorter yes. span of time. Yeah. And so I still have a 13 year old, but she's an empty nester now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Julia, we cried. Yeah. Like just talking about the the transition from homeschool mom, where you're mm-hmm. just you're you know you're pouring your life into your kids yeah. and you're, you know, you're doing all the things and and um, it is a, it's a bear. Like yeah. that that transition is is really it can be very very hard, especially if you don't have something else that you're focused on or something else that you're sure. looking forward to doing. Yeah. Um, but the the transition to having older children, yeah. if you haven't prepared for it, and I don't know who, how you can. Yeah. You have and to go through you, it. You have to kind of go through it. And I love what you said uh, about communication because I feel like we sort of, Jay and I sort of tripped and fell and stumbled into the mm-hmm. next season. We're like, yeah. oh, hey, that didn't work. Oh, hey, that's not working. Yeah. Oh, hey, maybe we should charge rent. Or hey, yeah. maybe we should, you know, I mean, what what kind of expectations do you think are reasonable for parents who have adult children who move back home? I think it's important to remember. And when I think about for me, I didn't homeschool them for them. I, I, a lot of times, like I, I hold it against them. Like, how dare you treat me like this? All those years I sacrificed. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things that's like, am I All doing that? All the moms in the yeah. world are like, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. And so I would have done that no matter what. And that's what unconditional love is. Yeah. It's not with condition. Okay. I'm going to homeschool you. So you're, therefore you're going to owe me for the rest of your life. Right. I'm going to love you for wherever you are in your life. Like I'm going to yeah. meet you where you're at. Cause that's what God does. Right. Yeah, yeah. And as a mom, it's like when they come back, it's not the same. And it's one of, it's one of those things that we have to let go of as the mothers, mm-hmm. we have to say, okay, it's going to be different. I don't know what that looks like. And that's okay. I'm going to learn about this new person coming into our home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's a control thing that we have. We want to control what it's going to be like. Just let yeah. go. Let Why go can't we it. control everything, Julia? No, it would make life so much easier. Yeah. You know, if we have could just say, "Oh, you're 24. Uh, yeah. I need you home by six for dinner," exactly. and they're like, "Oh, yeah, we're not coming home tonight, Mom. Remember, I told you I have a concert, and then I'm going to do yes. this, and then I'm right. working late or whatever." Yeah. And so for the longest time, I was like. Do I make dinner for five? Do I make it for seven? Sure. Should I should I make enough spaghetti to feed you and your college friends? Or so finally, we sort of came up with this: like if I don't hear from you guys by three, yeah, I'm assuming you're not coming for dinner. Okay, okay. So like that happened last. Well, night. How did you come up with that? Because that's the communication part that we have to play around with. It came up with after I had a crying fit on the floor and I did the full martyr mom thing, like you know. I made this dinner and no one cared, you know, and I'll, and yeah. your little sister's here by herself, you know, all the things. Yes. Well, I realize, okay, A, I can't, uh, and I'm not supposed to control them. They need to have adult lives. But also, and this was where we compromised, 
you know, there needs to be some respect on their exactly. end. So that communication on their end, there yeah. are other people in the house besides you. Now, if you want to live by yourself or with your roommates, great, but you don't, you live here. Right. So while you live here, we need to have a set of, you know, communication like, you know, I, your name's not on the chore chart anymore because I'm expecting that you're going to look around and go, oh, hey, yeah. the kitchen needs to be tidied up. You know, I don't yeah. want to put your name on a chore chart. Yeah. And so we... I think it was a lot of just trial and error. But like, for example, last night, um, one of my ch- children, one of my kids, they're not a kid, they're not a child. My, one of my young adults uh, came home, but uh, she was late. And Sailor, my youngest, had made dinner for everybody. So we had, you know, you know, salmon and mashed potatoes and Brussels sprouts and roasted veggies and all the things, but we didn't hear from her. And so she came home and everybody's cleaning up from dinner. And she was like, oh man, I forgot to, you know, mm-hmm. because she just knows we're just going to go on and do life. Yeah. And that takes that, that the navigating the the season thing is, uh, is no joke. And I think you rightly pointed out, it really, it really can hurt because, yeah. <laughs> because you, you had it one way for so long yeah. and now you're trying to ease into the other way, but the relationships that you get on the other side of it, if you can navigate this thing correctly, are going to bless you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And it's worth pouring into. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's what I was saying before is that control. If you let go of the control yeah. and then if we look at the other person and saying, okay, who is this person? Yeah. And say, listen, you know, my oldest is Gabriella. I'm like, I don't know how to mother you anymore. I don't know what you need. What do you need from me? Because it's a two way. We forget yes. that. We yes. always think it's just me telling you. Because it was for said, so long. Yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's like, mom, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, okay, good. So we both don't know. <laughs> So let's do this together, you know? And I think, I think, like I said, when the kids realize, especially the adult ones realize that you've never done this before, this is new to you, they have a new respect for you. Because um, then even she comes home and the girls are like, oh, but she's not doing this and that and the other thing, like you were saying before. And I said, listen, I said, Gabriella was my little um, mother's helper for years. She mm-hmm. took care of me when I was pregnant so many times. I said, mm-hmm. I promise you, she's done what you girls have done plus more. I said, I just want you to like, you know what I mean? Because it's important that they realize that too, but at the same time, giving everyone their space. And, you know, one of the things that I I ask people, if I coach them, I ask what their house is like, what, where you live, would you call it a house or would you call it a home? Mm. And it helps us think about it because if it's a house, it's just a place to go to, or is it a home where everyone is coming home and knowing that they're loved and valued where they are in life? Um, It's something to think about for sure. Yeah. Because it's never, ever too late to work on a relationship with your adult children ever. No, I agree. And, and the knowing now, like I, I, you know, love to tell, especially homeschool moms, I think you just pour their lives into their kids. Yeah. And then it feels like anyway, it sort of comes to this sort of abrupt, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, we're done with that part. Yeah. But by the grace of God, you know, long after you've closed the last page on that math book and you're yeah. done teaching about prepositions and you're done arguing about, you know, whether or not they, they are, it was their turn to do the laundry or whatever yeah. it is, by the grace of God, you're going to have this beautiful friendship with your Absolutely. adult uh, kids and they're going to be calling you for crockpot recipes or yeah. in your case, you know, your favorite Italian recipe or whatever it is. But just <laughs> That's right. uh, those relationships are precious. And the culture is all about separating, mm-hmm. right, the family unit. But God is all about families. Yeah. And it's something that you guys have really prioritized. Talk to the, the parents who are listening to this right now who might be younger 
uh, in their in their journey. Maybe just maybe their their oldest kid is ten and they're they're trying to navigate. You know, maybe kids are still coming into their home, and they want to build that that relationship with their child, with their children, that will set the foundation for the rest of their lives. What are some areas that you say, hey, pour into this? Don't yeah. don't miss this because it's so easy. Like you focus on, especially with your homeschooling. I'm focused yeah. on academics. You know, that's Absolutely. the thing. But you can do one to the detriment of the other. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of times, especially as a young mom, we are we sometimes we mother out of fear. We're, we're so mm. afraid that we're ruining the kids that yeah. we push too much and then we back yep. off and then we are very lenient and then we punish a little bit too much or we're like, oh, they're going to end up this way. And then we battle with our spouse because they have it. They grew up a different way. And so yeah. it's very it's almost like trial and error. And I kind of feel bad for it's the older like kids. It. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, my gosh, if I do this, you're going to be selfish when you grow up, you know, and <laughs> and we do. We, we We parent based off fear. And if you really think about why you yell at the kids, most of the time it's because you're, you feel responsible for how they acted because mm-hmm. you're the mom. And so it's, it's a big reflection time for all you moms to think about the last time you yelled at your kids. It's usually something that you feel like you let them down and that's why they did what they did. And so mm-hmm. it's very interesting when you think about it, but I just encourage you, don't be afraid about that. Don't be afraid about your kids being, if you, you know, selfish or something just love them for where they are and who they are because you are, and we, right, as we as moms, we're guiding our children, we're forming them. And so if they have a scary view of God, guess what? It might not go well. They might turn away at some point in life because it's scary. If they have a scary view of, I don't know, their father, they're afraid of their dad, mm-hmm. they're not going to go to him if, if trouble times are, are happening ahead. And so we have to really have a reflection on about, like I said before, what is our home like? If our home is a happy place everyone comes to and can rest, mm-hmm. then you're doing a great job. And if yeah. it's not, we could change it. And that's the yeah. beauty of it. We could change it. Our yeah. kids literally just need to be loved by that us. And that's it. They yeah, the academics, so of course, are important. All of that stuff is important. Um, but if, yeah, and I, that's really my answer. I know that's so simple, but I think sometimes we complicate life so yeah. greatly. And it if we just like simplify it. A lot of times, you know, the answers are pretty simple. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah. I said, I, we were talking about marriage a couple of weeks ago on the show and, uh, and I've had some wonderful, in fact, I should bring your husband on sometime. You guys, and, uh, this will be, it'll be fun just to watch <laughs> the two of you kibitzing. Yes. Uh, but I, I think, you know, even in marriage, my husband's actually pretty simple. Yeah. He's pretty simple. Oh, hundred percent. It's There's annoying few, sometimes. I'm like, why yeah, are you know, women are like, yeah, and everything's connected to everything and, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And so dinner's what? connected to your mother and mother's right. connected to the bank account. The bank account's connected to the job and everything's connected. And I love, you know, this is, this is a laugh rate of better marriage, right? And Phil Gunger is like, you know, mm-hmm. men are like, their, their brains are like compartmentalized, right? Right. Everything's in little tiny boxes. And when they need to talk about something, they take that box out being very careful not to touch any other boxes, right? And when they're done talking about, they just put it back really carefully, yep. right? But when you look at, when you look at it at the end of the day, when you, when you boil it down, how gracious of the Lord, oh. right? To give us these, uh, you know, men who really tend to be more analytical, mm-hmm. I'm obviously general, yes. generalizing, but yeah. more, a little bit more analytical mm-hmm. as opposed to the uh, emotional <laughs> nature of they a balance woman. so beautifully. It's they balance so beautiful, beautifully. Yeah. Yes. I love yeah, and it. And we overcomplicate it. Of course. Right? We overcomplicate it. 
I mean, at the risk of, share, of sharing too much information now, I was talking to my husband the other day. I'm like, yeah. okay, can we just boil it? What do you need? And he was like, I sex. I'm like, okay, now we know. <laughs> See, that's so an easy answer. Here, this yeah. is an easy answer. This is an easy answer. And I think sometimes we do we do this with our children. We overcomplicate yeah. it. Maybe we sit exactly. down with our children and say, what, what, okay, tell me what this is about, right? Because we're having this, you know, this argument, this discussion, this disagreement, whatever, or maybe I'm frustrated. Yeah. And I need to go and say, okay, I need, you know, before I lose my absolute ever-loving mind, yeah, let's have a conversation, you know. And yeah. we start with, what what do you need? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe that biblical principle of putting others first actually works, Julia. It does. I, it's annoying because I actually figure that it's out annoying. later in my life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that. There is something that one of the, my husband's community members mentioned to me, which I so use now, and it's called ish, I-S-H. And it's come ish. up with the issue. Come up with the issue, like within two sentences. What's the Got solution? It. Find out what the solution is. Again, simplify. And how can that other person help you? And I'm like, so oh, well, that's what's the easy. issue? Yeah. What's the solution? the solution or a possible solution? Yeah. What's one solution? And, and then how, how can, you know, either you help each other depending on the situation or how you can ask for help? Because let's, okay, Heidi, mm. how many times are we, frantic, especially you're talking about how women are, they're always angry about something, something, something. And it's like, did you ever ask your husband for help? No, because you should know. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of times that communication, it's like, oh my gosh, if I just asked, my my last two weeks would have been pretty calm. <laughs> but I'm like, like how does instead, not instead of Instead of launching yeah. the martyr mom. Yeah, I'm exactly. the martyr mom. Nobody's helping me. No, no one's one helping to me. me. Yeah, you know yeah, me? yeah. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, should I actually ask anyone for help? No. <laughs> just, no. Because they should just know. And then we right. would stick with that. But my gosh, I stopped doing that years ago because I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, um, that's not really helping me. I'm like, let me just ask and let me watch how I ask. Yeah. I don't say it. Hey, kids, why aren't you helping me? I'm cleaning. Hey, kids, you want to put some music on? Because they love like um, Hamilton or some kind of like yeah, oh, you know, yeah. musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's annoying. Like they know yeah. every word of Mama Mia. I know. We had that Anything. playing in our house. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Ooh. so the kids put it on and we all clean. And it's actually fun because we make jokes and we we have fun. And so that's my point. It's like I changed how I talk to people. Hmm. And therefore, our relationships naturally changed. It was re it's really amazing when, once we do that. And we just start one at a time. Try it once. And if it works for you, try it again. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not – a lot of times we try to, like, change ourselves completely. And the kids are like, Mom, what are you doing? Like, what, <laughs> what is this new? What is this new you? You get rid of it. You know, little things at a time. Yeah, you and you want to set yourself up. Listen. Half the time we don't even listen to our kids because we're talking so much. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, oh, that's my problem things. in life. That yeah, is my problem. Yeah, ask a question and don't talk. Yeah. Oh. It's amazing what you learn. Unbelievable. Ask a question and then don't talk. Don't talk. Just try it. Yeah. Try it at Just dinner. try it. Try not talking. Amazing. I will Amazing. let you know, uh, Julia, how that works for me. Yes. I make a living talking. I know. And that's the thing. that Our kids hear us talking all the time. And right. so they kind of tune us out. <laughs> What's she saying? No one cares. No, no one yeah. cares. No. I, ha I noticed uh, my daughter, Summer, a couple of weeks ago. I can't even remember what happened. I feel like my life moves at an ungodly pace. But after the evening was over, she came up to me and I was washing dishes and she was like, hey, mom, thank you for just really being present tonight. Mm -hmm. I noticed that you interacted with everybody, like you were really present. And I was like, well, thank you, honey. I appreciate that. And then I, and then later on, you know, because I'm Captain Anxiety, able yeah. to leap to the worst conclusion in a single bound. 
I'm sitting in my bed at night and I'm like, okay, she made, she went out of her way to tell me, thank you for being present. So what she really means is that hardly ever happens. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) What she really means is I hardly ever see that in you, you know, because you're just, you're distracted. You're this or that. So like last night at dinner, I remember what she said and I try to just be present, Yeah, you know, which means leave my phone in the farthest other end of the house, Mm -hmm. right? Along with the to-do list and all the other things and maybe just engage. Uh, I think we overcomplicate things. I love that you said that because, you know, relationships, you get out of relationships what you put into them. Exactly. That's the marriage relationship. That's your friendships. That's your family. That's your children. Yeah. uh, That's your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, this has been so fun. Uh, I'm out of time for the regular show. We're going to come back for happy hour and I've got all my fun questions to ask you, but where can people find you guys online? Yeah. So you can go to juliaandgino.com for our website and you can also email me, old-fashioned email, juliabarbaro at gmail.com. Old-fashioned email, yes. Julia Barbaro. That's it. At gmail.com. Julie, it's just been a delight. Thank you so much for uh, coming on here today and just uh, dishing about marriage and life and children. It's just been a real encouragement. I know a lot of the listeners today are going to feel the same way I do. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Heidi. For more information about today's guest, you can head on over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And I'll link back to Julia in the show notes today. And also, I just want to encourage you wherever you are, you guys take time. I mean, this was really wise counsel. Take time to love the people in your life, the people that God has given to you. This is your primary responsibility. These are the relationships that are going to matter the most. So nurture them, love your people well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to join me over at the Faith That Speaks community. We've got a brand new study going on over there. I am diving into the lives of some extraordinary women in the Bible. We're going to see what they did great and what they tripped up on, and we can really learn a lot. So that's faiththatspeaks.com, and you can find me again at HeidiStJohn.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture. 